Welcome to this week's episode of the Two Point Culture Podcast. Zach, what's up, brother? Not too much. Chase, we were coming down that draft weekend. <laughs> oh, oh, it's the draft weekend crash, as I call it. It yeah. feels like all the emotion and all the excitement that was poured out throughout the whole week just came to a crashing halt now that the three days are over. Uh, a lot of news to get into, though. A lot of excitement. Yeah. A lot of cool stories and even a surprising maybe trade request that came out of this too <laughs> but there was no dull moment throughout the three days of the draft this was one of the high, most highly entertaining drafts that i've seen in a really long time uh before we get into it though we also did that mock draft that ended up getting released on the thursday the same day that the draft went down since it was your first time how did you did you enjoy it did it make the draft a little more exciting for you it definitely did it was an interesting and a very very new type of learning process for me to like see the the draft through that kind of a scope. I think mm-hmm. I'm actually going to give this a go again into further drafts, future drafts, yeah, but uh, yeah, no. And hopefully this time I get more than just a five on 32, maybe six. If you type, <laughs> if you just pick um, Elijah Vera Tucker going off, but at the same selection to a different team. <laughs> I mean, at the same time too, I was looking at it. We had a lot of players that, I think we were maybe one or two spots off. I was thinking about getting the numbers for us just to compare. Maybe I'll share those next episode, but I noticed we were, we were always a couple numbers off. There was maybe one or two players that kind of jumped up on the board that we maybe didn't have. I know the Raiders could definitely, (laughs) (laughs) definitely. Oh, how they never fail us. (laughs) Yeah. They never fail for sure on that one. But I mean, for the most part, I think we named most of the players that went in the top 32, which is pretty impressive considering, let's be honest, some of these guys, we probably, besides maybe their pro day workout or maybe a couple highlights on YouTube, we probably haven't seen before. No, for sure. Um, And it's normal like that, right? So Mm -hmm. make the best of what you can do. But definitely, definitely, definitely a very interesting night. One was definitely... um, off the rails you saw my instant reaction at the Devonte smith pick and i couldn't have been happier with that so yeah just curious though what's your feedback and thoughts on the eagles draft now that you've seen it as a whole um okay so day one obviously was they hit the nail on the head you can't ask for anything more they got their extra receiver right um day two was i understand the moves though they were head scratching uh, specifically the Landon Dickerson pick, just because if you guys aren't familiar, Landon Dickerson has gone through his share of injuries. Mm-hmm. He was a projected first round talent, but having multiple ACL, multiple ankle injuries that have ended his season have obviously hindered his stock specifically on this pick. And in the second round, uh, Eagles fans are not too far removed from Sidney Jones and their experience in that. But Harry Roseman was very specific in saying that he wants to be a risk taker of the draft. It doesn't matter. He wants to he wants to hit the ceilings more than the floor. So he's going to go up based on that. Um, mm-hmm. By day three, though, we found really, really, really good depth, especially a corner in Zach McPherson. Of course, got to take a Zach. You got to take a Zach, man. Especially if you might lose Ertz. Um, and then probably my favorite underrated pick of the draft was round five when they took Kenny Gainwell, who happens to be Fletcher Cox's cousin. And Zach, the fun fact, do you know who Kenny Gainwell's running back room was from 2019 till now? Which school was it? Uh, Memphis. 
Oh man, there was a big there was a big running back too that came from Memphis. Ah, uh, it's gonna bother me. Go for it. One was Tony Pollard. Yeah. And the other was Antonio Gibson. That's the one I'm looking for. Antonio and Gibson. Just to put you in hindsight of what type of a player this is, he was the leading back out of that room. He was oh the boy. starter. That, that <laughs> so, could be a solid ad. So I'm very excited. Um, even as I watch the undrafted free agent sign now, like I'm very, very optimistic. If I had to give this draft a grade, I would say a B, a, a B would be solid about it. Um, how do you feel about the Colts, buddy? Well, just before we get into the Colts, I mean, take this from experience and from, you know, Chris Ballard's drafting abilities. Yeah, the fourth to the seventh round, it's hard to find these gems. But when you do, that's what puts your team over and puts you into that next step into that playoff team. So Chris Ballard's had a great track record so far of finding those players. And hopefully he might hit on another one here. Overall for the Colts, I mean, I'd probably go with the C plus, but I don't think it was one of our best drafts. There was a couple of head scratching moves, but at the same time, I don't think it's as bad as people expect. And I mean, this draft can really depends on Hurricane Debo right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's the uh, Hurricane Deo is the X factor in all of this right now. For those who don't know, the Colts took Deo uh, Etayambo. Still having trouble with that last name. It's going to take me a while. He's from Vanderbilt, big six foot five athletic defensive end. But the big issue with him is just before the senior bowl, he blew out his Achilles tendon mm-hmm. and that actually lowered his draft draft stock. He was projected to be a first round pick, but now with that injury, you're probably losing him for close to a year. It's kind of a long-term project and I get it it's the risk versus reward could end up paying off for them because you might have two first round talents in one draft. Right. But, and this is the biggest question mark, you know, as well as I do that the Eagles may get the Colts pick next year, depending on how many games Carson Wentz starts. And if he starts and the team struggles out of the gate, that second round pick could have been used to take a player specifically a left tackle i could come back to bite them in the butt on this one i got a quick question for you though um because i just to clear this up right now uh the landed dickerson pick i know howie roseman said that despite these injuries he wasn't going to be red shirting landed dickerson he'd be right there learning behind brandon brooks and um jason kelsey i wanted to know did you guys have any confirmation on players such as the one you just described to on where they will be or like confirm confirm so he will be out this year for example they haven't confirmed it yet to my knowledge and through the beat writers who have been covering this team in and out it seems like he will be redshirted but they haven't officially announced it yet okay a couple other picks too i'm actually like very pumped for is kylan granson the tight end Mm -hmm. he's from smu i believe yes he struggles with drops, which always scares me when I hear that. But at the same time, too, depends who's throwing the ball to him as well, right? Carson Wentz hasn't gotten out of Philadelphia yet, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I've also seen a lot of players that struggle with uh, drops and fumbles in college, and they managed to fix that part of the game in the pros. So I'm kind of hoping for that, hoping that happens there. But what's really good about this player is he has the quickness and the athleticism of a wide receiver. So he can move around. 
it could maybe be a, a matchup nightmare, especially in the end zone. So I'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen there. I know they picked Sam Ellinger from Texas, the quarterback. I know a lot of people are questioning this pick. I love it, to be honest. Jacob Eason was picked last year in the fourth round. And as much as he's got a lot of, there's a lot of upside to the game. He's only played one season in the past three years. Fair enough. Going into next year and he's your second quarterback on the team. You kind of need somebody else to battle with him and give him some competition. So I think Sam comes in and, and at least he can challenge and kind of maybe raise Jacob's level. And also, you know, maybe Sam beats him out from here. I like Sam a lot too. I've watched him uh, in college. I've watched him for the Texas Longhorns a couple of games. He's a fun quarterback to watch, dual threat, likes to run, doesn't have the best arm, not the most accurate passer, but who knows? He's with Frank Reich here, and Frank Reich seems to get the best out of players too. That's for sure, man. Um, speak from experience on that one. One little quick tidbit here for you. All right. Did you see Michael Vick? His 40? Yes. Yeah, of course. He hasn't lost a step yet, man. 4.72? <laughs> At 42 years old? That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't even gun it. Like, you could tell. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just wanted to give a little shout out to Mike on that one. He was running out there. He looks pretty quick. I mean, he's not Mac Jones quick, who ran a 4.6. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get into this then. A lot of surprising moments at the draft. Just curiosity for you. What stuck out for you? What What was the, what, what caught you off guard, I guess? Not okay. necessarily has to be a good pick or a bad pick, but just what was maybe something that jumped out was a bit surprising. Um, this is a good pick. Uh, actually, no, I'm going to save that for when we get to this later. Um, the most surprising pick for me might be um, Christian Barmore fa- falling to the New England Patriots like that. Yeah. Um, right up there, right next to it was Jabril Cox falling to the <laughs> Cowboys. So they just re-upped that linebacker twice after I made that. <laughs> That, that comment, comment? About, the, about them and white linebackers who would have figured right this would be the year that came back around to bite me in the ass but um no those were the two picks that caught me off guard but i was happy to see like for the teams that they'll be going to what they bring to contribute to those teams those were the two that stand out to me the most um how about you man so i got two stories that really stood out i'm gonna go with the first one I don't know if you've seen this or not, but have you seen the Matt Rule, Thomas Fletcher phone call? No. Okay. So just so you know, Thomas Fletcher is a long snapper from Alabama. Right. And he, oh, right. he's supposed to be a day three pick, right? Like right. this guy is, he's expecting his phone maybe to ring, but for the most part, his agent's doing his due diligence to try to get him a job. So Matt Rule actually calls him up in the sixth round and he goes, he calls him and he's like, Hey Fletch, you know, how you doing, bro? He's like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm pretty good coach. Thanks. What's up? He's like, Matt goes, you coming or what? So Fletcher replies, uh, trying to figure it out right now. You know, like he's stumbling over his words. Like, yeah, I got probably, probably in his head. He's like thinking I got a couple offers. Like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. And then rule goes, no, no, I just drafted you. He starts freaking <laughs> out. He's like, are you fucking serious? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> freaking out and uh he, matt's like yeah man 100 percent." so like it was just a feel-good moment and the best part was like at the end of the end matt passes the phone over to the gm and the gm goes 
goes like, hey, uh, Fletch, like, we're happy to have you and everything. And he, the kid's still freaking out. Sure. And he's like, I'll walk my happy ass to Carolina right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but like, just a story like that just jumps out to me. It, it was kind of nice to see. And it doesn't matter if you get drafted in the first round or the last round. You know, just getting to play in the league, I think you could see it. It matters and it makes a difference for some of these kids. For sure. And also for the ones that didn't get drafted that still get the opportunity to participate on uh, training camps and getting signed right now as undrafted free agents. You know, it's it's a big moment for these guys. Um, for some of them, that'll put that extra tip on their shoulder. For some of them, you know, it might lead to other careers in the NFL or if mm-hmm. or coaching opportunities. But, you know, um, good for the congratulations to everybody who had their name call. What was your favorite feel good moment of the draft besides the London Fletcher one? I just want to throw this also in. Too. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about undrafted players. Yeah. There's 21 Hall of Famers. Yeah. Right now. Yes. 21 Hall of Famers that were never drafted. Just so you know, number one picks in the Hall of Fame, 15. Number two, 11. Number three, 10. Number four, 13. So, like you said, doesn't matter where you go. It's how you finish. That's right, man. Okay. So, my f- second feel-good moment uh, – it's the Chicago bears moving up to get Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. I was starting to get scared that this kid who I thought was the second best quarterback in the draft, I thought he was going to fall and I thought he was going to have to be, you know, waiting for that phone to ring and it's going to take a while. And it was a steep price for the Chicago bears to pay. I mean, they gave up the 20th overall pick a fifth rounder, a first next year, and then two fourths for the 11th overall pick to move up and get him. What can you say? I mean, the kid was happy. He looks ecstatic that he gets to go to a place that he actually might be able to compete and win a job next year. He might have just saved Nagy and Pace's job as well. Oh, absolutely. And they need to hit on this one. For sure. I mean, how many GMs gets gets a chance to draft two potential franchise quarterbacks, right? Or I'm not saying he's a franchise, but two two guys that, you know, are supposed to be franchise quarterbacks in the first round. Um, this is going to be very telling about their scouting department and how they run their organization, especially because this is the second chance that they get a, like a real shot at this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they need this one to hit more than anything. Cause if it doesn't, they may be on the outside looking in and the NFC North might have two teams possibly looking at new GMs and heads of their positions. Also shows the faith that the owner has to let them do this move, right. And move up. That said, if this doesn't work out for these two guys, at least if you're a coach coming into the league, you might be able to get Justin Fields in your first year. That that could also be a positive. Dude, imagine second year or so going into year three, possibly, like Joe Brady Brady getting his hands on Justin Fields. Or the enemy. Yeah. Oh, ooh, ooh. yeah. Another so, student, and, of, student of Andy, man. For sure. And, He's got some weapons too. I mean, they got Cole Komet. They got Robinson over there too as well. So we'll see what happens. Anthony Miller hasn't been traded yet. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we'll figure out what happens there. Um, let's get into winners and losers though of this first. Let's go with the first round winners and losers. Okay. Just one each. Let's go one winner, one loser. Um, Who do you have as your winner? My first round winner. This one might hurt a little bit to say, but um, I like what the Washington football team did in the first round. Mm -hmm. Um, 
shout out to the point that I got Jamin Davis on that one. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I think that they added to a strength already. They added somebody who's going to be a massive disruptor along coupled with Chase Young in the front lines. And uh, I really liked the approach that they took just going into the first round. The board fell exactly as they let it. Um, obviously, they didn't have the leverage to get any higher to pro- to address the quarterback situation that we all thought they may. But mm-hmm. no, they still added a very good player to a very talented defense already. Yeah, I totally agree with you on this. I thought Washington, to be honest, I think Washington had a pretty good draft overall. Mm-hmm. They did they did pretty well. Um, but can't agree with you any more than, than the Davis pick. I thought that was a very solid pick. And they always seem to figure it out when it comes to the linebacker position. It could be Fitzmagic. <laughs> oh, at the quarterback position, for sure, yeah. yeah <laughs> Who do you got for us? Who's your winner, buddy? Yeah, who's my winner? Okay, I'm going to go with Detroit, getting Penn as well on this one. <laughs> at seven, that was a steal as far as I'm concerned. Let's just remind everyone, this guy's six foot four, 331 pounds, but he's an athletic freak. Mm-hmm. I mean, what we talked about this before, he bench pressed 225. Uh, 30 times at the pro day yeah um he has like one of the fastest cone drill numbers three cone drill numbers as well from his pro day right and the guy's just a mauler and he'll help out jared goff i think jared's gonna need it too next year as well (laughs) oh man but i mean i could see this guy being a staple for that offense for many years to come when it's all said and done i think he might have the highest upside to be a pro bowler in this draft um, and I think the Bengals might actually end up regretting taking Chase over over him as well. I really hope that Burroughs holds up on this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's who I got. I have him as my winner on this one, or at least Detroit on this one. All right. So now losers? here we go to the losers. Yeah. Who do you have taking that L? There are a lot of head-scratching moves, like I said, <laughs> watching this. Um, yep. I'm not going to take the layup and say the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> Las Vegas. Las Vegas Raiders, respectfully. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I will get that right eventually. Um, <laughs> overall, for the losers, the lowest grade I may have to give out the Houston Texans. Oh, because they don't have a pick. That's right. They did not have a round one pick. Yeah. They did not have a round one pick. And later how they chose to address their quarterback position by adding a quarterback that they hadn't even met with. Just, you know, I I looked at this whole organization and I like like we said before, this cut pace makeshift, whatever happens with the Sean Watson is gonna yeah. be a determining factor for a lot of things. But it seems also like by taking another quarterback like that that they didn't even interview, they are officially prepared to be moving on without him mm-hmm. well i mean i don't know where to start with that team that team is just a disaster i i guess they're just banking on next year but even at that that's it's scary too i had to say it for you because you're it would be you living in your bias well it's funny you say <laughs> that because the team i'm about to attack is still in my bias because <laughs> i'm going with the jaguars picking travis Etienne at 25 oh, wow. i i do not understand that pick i think there's other areas that they could have addressed in the draft and you also have james robinson on your team who was stellar last year i mean the guy rushed for 
1,070 yards and seven touchdowns. And you come out and you take a running back in the first round, like that's a little head scratching of a move. I think they could have got value maybe a little bit later on in the draft. To be honest, he would have probably been there later on in the draft as far as I'm concerned too. He might've been able to grab him in the second round. So sure. this one was, this one was my head scratcher. Sorry, Jags fans, but I'm still hating on you. And this hole just keeps getting deeper. <laughs> Keep digging themselves right deeper and deeper, buddy. Yeah. I, I get it though. I get the whole, let's pair Trevor Lawrence up with his um, former running back. Uh, we saw that draft trend, I guess we would say this year. I mean, pairing up a lot of college quarterbacks with their receivers. I mean, like first Hertz, time ever. Yeah. Hertz and Smith. Hertz and Smith. Tua. Tua Waddle. Yeah. And Chase and Burrow. Exactly. So I get it. I understand it, but I don't completely agree with it. So that's where I'm going with that. Also, I did hear that they had, that the Jacksonville Jaguars had some interest in Tony before the Giants selected him. Okay. Oh, yes. Kadarius. Yeah. So you would have thought that they would probably would have stayed wide receiver, but I guess that's not how the board fell. And they went with Etienne instead, but I digress. I don't know. Just a weird move on my end. I have a really funny question. And just because you brought it up to me um, yep. a couple of days ago with, um, with RG3. Yeah. <laughs> um, how much spice and how much does RG3 hate? Kirk Cousins. To me, RG3 is not doing himself any favors here. I mean, if you're a team right now and you're, you know, looking for a backup quarterback, you really want this guy in your room right now. I like the guy. He's, well, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> never been a likes, big fan. Likes a stretch. <laughs> yeah. I've never really been a big fan of the guy. Uh, I always thought he was a bit overrated and, I mean, just because he's the number two quarterback that went after luck, how you do it, keep him moving. Uh, <laughs> I just don't think, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of lot of remorse there and a lot of hatred towards a guy who simply just beat you up because he was better. And I don't want to hear this excuse of, well, he was injured and he never got a chance to come back. Listen. No, he had a shot. He had a shot. Exactly. He had a shot. And at the end of the day, he didn't take full advantage of this and I get it. The, the freak knee injury that happened really set his career back and we never got to experience the full RG three experience. Exactly. But at the same time too, like we've seen a lot of quarterbacks who have, you know, had serious injuries and come back and have looked even better or at least the same, you know, Peyton, <laughs> I know yeah. it's Peyton. I know it's Peyton, but still, right. Yeah. Peyton, Peyton had, um, to his point, though, did you see the article that came out today? No. So apparently, before the Chicago Bears jumped up to take Justin Fields, the Minnesota Vikings were going to take him at 14. But again, though. So was he wrong? No, I'm <laughs> no and, and you, to be honest, you make a, it's, it's a, it is a good point. Like, I do think the Vikings um, did explore, like, it wouldn't shock me if the Vikings explored other avenues, right? Besides Kirk Cousins. And it's no offense to Kirk Cousins, but he's not the most mobile quarterback. He kind of fits that old pocket pass gunsling quarterback, which isn't bad. However, when you have a guy by the name of Dalvin Cook beside you and you have a running, running back or a dual threat running back, right. that opens up the playbook for, for Dalvin. Absolutely. So I kind of see their point of view on this one. 
clearly they weren't comfortable paying that price to get up there or else they would have done it. Absolutely. So that's just kind of where I am. And it's like, RG, it's just like, don't focus on Kirk, focus on your own career. Guy can't even get a job with the Houston Texans. Come on now. You know what? Maybe he doesn't want it. <laughs> that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> he like, if we're being realistic about it, maybe he doesn't want the Houston Texans. Is he a Texas boy? Um, Paris Cove. Mm-hmm. I hope I said that right. Um, Shout yeah. out. That was our round one. Now let's go into our one winner, one loser for whole draft. Who do you have? Which team do you have that made the biggest splash? Or, I mean, obviously time will tell, but who do you think came out with a nice haul? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and I've talked about this team a lot and how I've liked what they've done in the offseason and their approach, but the uh, Cleveland Browns. The dog pound. Yeah. Adding um, Jeremiah Owusu-Kamora. Yep. I believe I said that right. Um, <laughs> there we go. I, I listen. I just need one episode. Um, <laughs> no, I I was really impressed with adding him to that front seven, especially having Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett up there, and it just seems like the wage are never going to end on coming towards um, <laughs> Joe Burrow's ACL. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Um, but no, I was very, very impressed with their approach. Um, overall good depth throughout very smart drafting the, I'm sure the board fell almost exactly as they planned and even a little bit better. Like I said, I think this adds to my take of the AFC North looking like stiff competition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be interesting because, you know, with the Steelers drafting Najee Harris, uh, how that's going to influence. Uh, we're going to see the difference in their attack versus the Browns, but I really do like what the Browns have done to date for, I haven't seen what their UDFAs are yet, but uh, mm-hmm. I was really impressed with what they've done. Okay. Early prediction right now. Do you have them as the division winner? Yes. Okay. Who would you have in the second spot? Ooh. Um, Baltimore. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Baltimore. Uh, I do understand what is in front of them, especially in like Cincinnati, but like, like we said, that O-line, we aren't sure what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steelers, I just don't feel like they did enough to address certain needs, even though grabbing Najee Harris is kind mm-hmm. of like rewinding the, rewinding the time and getting Le'Veon Bell back. But um, mm-hmm. I really do think that it's going to come down to Baltimore and Cleveland. Right now, I have it as Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincy as my four. But you can make a really good argument. Yeah, Baltimore didn't lose that many guys either. And above all, just to credit your point, they added Rashad Bateman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, another receiver, too. I think they grabbed two receivers in the yep. draft. Plus, you're getting Sammy Watkins there as well. Yep. Plus, you got Hollywood Brown. Yeah, it could be a little. That could be a scary little tandem. I expect J.K. Dobbins to get more carries next year as well. As do I. Yeah, that could be a scary team. That's going to be a team to watch. It's also going to be. I want to see if Lamar comes back with a little more chip on his shoulder, especially on the throwing aspect of the game. I think he took a lot of a lot of heat for it, and it wouldn't shock me if he comes out and tries to set the world on fire again. Oh, for sure. It doesn't. Well, like I like to your point, man. Um, 
he has weapons. He has wide receivers finally for the first time in being that offense. It's not Willie Sneed and company. It's... <laughs> what are you saying about Willie Sneed? <laughs> for, you know, good third receiver there. <laughs> yeah. not, not a number two, by, but that's what we've seen, right? So it's the same thing when he was in New Orleans. Like, just, uh, yeah, no, they finally got the produ- productivity aspect up for that offense, I think, to take away from the run game and to open up the field for them. Yeah. But back to Cleveland, though, I, I will say this. I like what they're building there, and I love the two running back system that they got going on. I think that creates a – it's a matchup nightmare for most defenses. Side note, completely left field. Chuba Hubbard yeah. and CMC is going to be something to watch together too. I'm curious to see like how that dynamic's going to work between the two of them, right? Um, last year there was the injury – to CMC that really screwed up their season. Mm-hmm. And then he also looked a little burnt too. So I'm wondering if he's, if Hubbard's just going to come in as a third down back or maybe short yardage, take some pressure off of him. I don't know. It's going to be a pretty cool mix. It's good for Canada um, though. Absolutely. Another, another one. Ain't going to stop baby. <laughs> more and more. Um, Zach, who's your winner, buddy? Funny you mentioned Canada. Cause I actually have a player from Canada on Ooh. this one. I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked So, okay. I wasn't huge on the Waddle pick. I'm not going to okay. lie. I don't know if that was really a, a fit for them. However, they needed a wide receiver. You gave another piece to Tua. You know, I think that's a positive. What I did like, though, however, was the four picks after mm. that. You grabbed Jalen Phillips, who I had a first-round grade on. He goes at 18. I had him going at 20. I think I had him going 21. Yeah, you, got him, you got him falling to yeah, you. I'm going to Indy, right? Um, so I thought that was a really good pick. He's going to replace Kyle Van Noy, who's left this year. Or they got rid of, I should say. Holland is an yeah. absolute stud at safety. They're going to be able to play that guy anywhere on the field, right? Then the last two picks I thought were home runs. The uh, Eichenberg, Eichenberg, I should say, excuse me, from Notre Dame. Great, great tackle. I think that's going to cheer up their line, help them out in the trenches. Going to definitely give some more pass protection as well. And then lastly, got to go with Hunter Long on this one, right? The guy's a stud at tight end for, for coming from Boston College. Another weapon. I think they did it right. I think they loaded up in the areas that they needed to but they also didn't make offense a priority, right? They spread it around a little bit. So I have the Dolphins on this one. I just, I think personally, those five guys could be starters next year. I agree with you. Um, As a whole, the AFC East is going to be a very, very entertaining thing to watch right now. They are throwing their, their hat into the most competitive division next season for sure. Obviously, it's very hard. Probably the lowest on the totem pole might still be the Jets, but uh, no. Over, <laughs> overall, uh, any any opportunity to jump on him, man. Any opportunity, no. Um, but all, no, it'll be really, really. <laughs> all, yeah, yeah, I got it all. Listen, Jets fans can come however they want, man. What are they going to do? <laughs> when did last time they seen the playoffs? That's what I thought. I was waiting uh, for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I was waiting for that. <laughs> But no, uh, very, very great draft overall for the Miami Dolphins. Like you said, I like the um, the Holland pick this at safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Waddle, uh, getting to a familiar target, definitely huge. 
you've picked, summed it up quite well, man. Uh, Miami's had a hell of a draft. They did what they were supposed to do going forward. And now they just need to see if they yield the results. For sure. And we talked about that two tight end system that worked yeah. in New England. You add long with the Kisiki. Yeah. That could work, man. That that could be that could be something to watch. I still like the Bills in this division. You can't convince me otherwise. And this division could have three quarterbacks with less than two years of experience McCorkle. going into next year. Potentially. Are we yeah. McCorkle I mean, that's, we'll see. That's a catch or fade question for later. So, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. Loser, who do you have in the draft? Now I'm going to take the slam dunk and dunk on the, on the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yo. So I sat there and I was watching and I was like, so they approach safety. I know they take Alexander Leatherwood and I was like, okay, that kind of makes a little bit of sense to approach the O-line after losing Rodney Hudson, I believe. Yep. Um, Then as day two and three continued, I was left scratching my head more and more. They added two safeties, which I don't know what that actually means for Jonathan Abram. (laughs) Um, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Just a little, you know. Okay, maybe maybe they value special teams. Um, then Nate Hobbs at corner. I was like, that's a little bit of a reach. I think even so, you could have probably gotten him as an under a UDFA. Um, right. And as it just continued, this was just. I understand why Mike Madoff had to get off of the NFL Network and stop doing draft analysts. <laughs> this is what he's coming up with. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not impressed with the Oakland Raiders, especially with their, within their division, all the moves that had happened, um, primarily with the chargers. <laughs> Cause if you want to talk about a team having a great draft. I thought the chargers did really well there. They might be, they might have an A plus draft if you go through it, especially grabbing, um, Rashawn Slater where they did mm-hmm. for value. Great. Yeah. Pick. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, then they, you know, you, you saw my instant reaction when you saw, when you sent the, uh, Asante Samuel Jr. text going to them. And I was like crying in a corner at that point. Cause I was <laughs> like, why does Howie hate us? Um, yeah, uh, that was a gr- another great pick, by the way, yeah. value wise. Yeah. That, that guy could have probably, probably jumped up in, a little bit higher than he did. I was kind of shocked that he didn't make his way to the end of the first round, to be honest. Absolutely. Um, but no, uh, Las Vegas, you as a team, I don't know what to expect from you guys this season. Just, I guess it's going to be more of the same old same. That's it for me on that. Just, note. Go ahead. Uh, you're talking about Mike Mayock, right? Yes. I just wanted to bring this up because I saw this the other day and I started laughing. Um, 2017 quarterback okay. class. Mm-hmm. So that's the Trubisky. Uh, Mahomes Watson class. Right. Right. Do you know who he had as his number one quarterback? Oh, I do remember this. Oh, uh... Deshaun Kaiser from Notre Dame was his number one quarterback. He had Deshaun Kaiser over Deshaun Watson. (laughs) Yep. Oh, man. So that goes to show you what I think of the Raiders drafting abilities right there. You know what? The Raiders should actually just go. And I know he's with the team right now in Detroit, but they should try and 
swindle um, John Dorsey away from them next year. I don't think he wants to come. <laughs> <laughs> no sentence. Uh, losers of the whole draft for me. I think you already talked about them enough. <laughs> so the Houston Texans. <laughs> I I just expected them to be a little more creative. We're just going to take the easy buckets here. Right? <laughs> yeah. But, well, I just, I figured they'd get a little more creative and try to figure out a way of getting some more picks, you know, maybe making some, some moves and getting rid of some like dead weight roster space. Apparently not though. And they're just going in as it is. And like you said, they have a quarterback now who might actually start for them. That was drafted in the third round who they've never spoken to. So it should be fun with the new head coach. Oh boy. But they have Jack keys to So it's all good. Don't just, worry about it. Guys. Just let the good times roll Texans fans. Oh. All right. Um, okay. Let's get into the big news though. The, the biggest news and it wasn't the Kentucky Derby this this weekend. The biggest news was the Aaron Rodgers request. I thought it was going to be the Aaron Rodgers dressed like the wish list version of the Mad Hatter, but <laughs> yo, he looks so skinny. By the way, yeah, he looks like he's he lost a lot of weight. That's depression. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had the uh, what was it the Ferguson? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good reference there. That, <laughs> that tag was great. But yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers at odds looking for a contract. Who didn't see this coming, right? You got the guy has been asking for weapons. They didn't want to give him weapons. He said, fine, I'll go out and win the MVP without these weapons. And now he's going, well, since I did that, I want more money. And they're saying no. Couple in the fact that they may have drafted his replacement. This is just a messy situation, and I don't know how this is going to be resolved. Personally, I don't have the name of the receiver that it was, but to top that all off, there was, there was a receiver that he gave credit to in mm. an interview, and yes. a couple of days later, as soon as he did that publicly, they cut the receiver as well. So, sorry, no, the wide receiver is Jake Komaru, by the way. Komaru. Yeah, Komaru. You talk about putting somebody in shackles and making hindering them and being like, yeah, well, we're going to take away your best weapon. What are you going to do now? You went to the MVP level this past season and once again did that without any real help outside of maybe Aaron Jones and he missed time and Devontae Adams and, you know, Devontae Adams can only do so much. He may not be the fastest receiver. He's an extraordinary receiver, but right. even he needs help to help his game be more productive. For sure. Um, I, I really thought they would have gone for a possession receiver like we discussed in our mock episode where we have them taking either Elijah Moore or Kadarius Toney. Mm-hmm. Um, they went corner. Yeah. And then all of mayhem, all the more mayhem came out of I May Retire. Um. So let's ask the million dollar question: Does well, he get traded? Well, does he get traded? I'm still gonna say no. I'm gonna go with that. Just a little fun fact here: Peyton Manning, when he was with Indy, he didn't have a say who receivers one to three were, but four to six, it was his guys. He made sure that those those guys four to six, he took care of them. So 
naturally when I see this, where it's a guy like you, like we had mentioned who Rogers came out and publicly spoke highly of, and then for them to cut him, I mean, that could be the, that's a, he, I don't think he was expecting this guy to be the number two receiver. I think this guy was supposed to be probably receiver, you know, four to six again. I know Brady does the same thing too, right? He has mm-hmm. a lot of say in receivers. I think for him, it's actually three to three to six or something, not four. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, the top tier quarterbacks seem to have more of a say. And it seems that Green Bay is uh, unwilling to give him that input or, you know, they're unwilling to share information with them. And I think you're just, you're playing with fire here. Do I think he's going to be traded? No, I don't think he's going to retire. I think that was ridiculous, to be honest. And I think AJ Hawk actually came out and said that he doesn't even think so. Um, just judging by the conversations that Aaron has. However, a holdout is still possible. He can make money doing the Jeopardy spots, right? I bet he would love it too. Absolutely. My only issue is, and we're gonna get to we're gonna get into this right now, is if he was to get traded, there'd probably be like what 28 teams that would have interest in him. Right. I only think that there's only a handful of teams that can actually afford him. Mm-hmm. Because when you get Aaron Rodgers, you probably also have to sign him to that contract extension too, right? So that being said, which team do you have if Rodgers was to go? Which team would you say? So I'm pivoting off of my initial thought, which was I was going to send him to the AFC West and let mm-hmm. him possibly join the Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, side note, I knew who you were going to go. So if I was hoping, I mean, Las Vegas Raiders. Wow. Again. All good. Uh, um yeah, I knew I have an idea of where you're going to go. So I wanted to hit, throw you a switch hitter there. Um, but I'm going to go to the AFC East and I'm still going to say Miami. I think that they still don't know what they have in Tua. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the capital still to make the move. If yes. So be it. Um, and why would I not pair Aaron Rodgers with Jalen Waddell and Devontae Parker and the rest of that and Mike Gusecki? Will Fuller. Will Fuller, a deep threat. A deep threat that was linked to Green Bay before, too, in the offseason. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I would think Miami is the team that would might make the most sense. The, there is one team in the NFC East that has the capital to do it, too. I just don't want to see my team take um, aging Aaron Rodgers at this point at possibly three first-round picks. Um, but, yeah, Miami <laughs> Dolphins. <laughs> so... As soon as this was announced and we discussed this off mic, I said this team right away. I got to go Denver Broncos. I think it's a perfect fit and it's, it just compliments him and it compliments the team. You're talking about a team that has receiving weapons that he would never have. I mean, Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler. Oh, wow. That's has Green Bay ever had receivers like that before? I don't think so. Uh, debatably, when Jordy Nelson was healthy and it was him and Randall Cobb and they were okay, but like even so, not like that. Not, not to that, that extent. No, like not that deep though. No, like, this is definitely this, not. No, and this is a new level. Plus, I mean, these guys are young too. They still have a lot of years ahead of them. To me, this is the equivalent of when they got paid. Oh yeah, easily too. Um, right. Like they had Demarius Thomas, they had uh, Emmanuel Sanders over there. Like 
that was a deep roster. And I, I think that this is, would be a basically a, a mirror image. Let's complement his game with a couple of very explosive running backs too. Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, who by yeah. the way might be a steal at that pick that they got him at. I love their defense. They got Chubb, yeah. Miller, Fuller, Simmons. I mean, they drafted Sertain the second. Personally, I just think Denver fits. I think it's a match made in heaven for him. It fits his personality. It would resolve their revolving doors of, of quarterbacks they've been having since Peyton's left. And plus, as a fan, you get to get you get two games each year versus Mahomes and the Chiefs. Oh, that would be a treat. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a treat. That'd be Christmas. Primetime games too. Like that would be the best. I don't know. I like the Broncos on this one. I think it's a great fit and um, hopefully it comes true if he does get moved. I would have liked to see San Fran, honestly, but with the Trey Lance draft. Trigger uh, Trey. Yeah. By drafting Trey Lance, I don't see it anymore. I think that option's kind of moved along. Who knows? Maybe Bill does it again. Aaron Rodgers going to New England, and do you th- do you think they would have to give up Mac Jones at that point? I would imagine so. Though, okay, this is That's... the big debate. If they are going to love and they're pivoting away, I don't see them asking for a quarterback in return. Right, but then again, we also and I know we only got a small glimpse of what Jordan Love did in off season, but mm. we weren't impressed with what he did in off season at all. Let alone. Absolutely justifying that pick like he may get the shot just because they do have to justify that pick in which case Aaron Rodgers mentoring Mac Jones yeah it's rough I could see Bill Bill standing there like Thanos just (laughs) but if you're if you're Denver I would imagine that you're probably going to send Bridgewater over there I I would imagine that okay if you're Green Bay who would you rather have Bridgewater or Drew Locke I'll be in the draft next year. Um, no, no, but, but I'm out saying, of the, just out to, of the two. Yeah, um, just to mentor. Let's say if you want I'm gonna to say I'm going to say Teddy. Me too, because he's been there. He's done that. He's been in the league. He can share his experiences with love, and I think he could also probably push love too. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you on that. Um, probably a better fit stylistically too, more than Drew Locke as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that the – would be like – the first black quarterback to play for Green Bay. I know Hunley had a shot at one point, but that's true because of the injury. Yeah. Didn't Kaiser go in too. Oh boy. Is this the Kaiser episode? Is that what we're calling it? This <laughs> the ghost of fits, Deshaun if, Kaiser. If it fits, it fits, man. Um, fun fact, by the way, no Green Bay quarterback has ever played 17 seasons for the Packers. Barb has been out, but Star Mark Starr has been out at 16. Favre was at 16 as well. Aaron is now on his 16th. And might never uh, play a snap. And might never play a snap again. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. You what, what about for you? Do you think he ends up getting moved? Do you think they end up keeping him? They work this out? Like, where do you see this? I don't think he gets moved. I don't think so. There's a few things that have or may be talked about in the NFL that I'm like, I don't care what the value is. Like, you just don't actually get that value back. Mm-hmm. Um, on that basis alone, I don't think that the Green Bay Packers move Aaron Rodgers because it doesn't matter. Like there's there's nothing promised in the first round to equate to even what he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, and 
Aaron's a very serious guy and I've never really heard these rumors before, but retirement might be the thing that I see happening before he be moved. Mm. Um, obviously, I think that Jeopardy contract is already typed up. He is unafraid of what they're going to do, clearly by saying, hey, it's either me or the GM. Mm-hmm. Um, and not for nothing, Aaron has leverage. But because also, if you would have told people like, Aaron Rodgers is going to finish his NFL career with one ring. You would be like, that doesn't equate. Like, it doesn't make sense. How does yeah. debatably one of the greatest quarterbacks that we've ever seen play from a talent perspective only get one? Like, he's the most fun quarterback to watch. Up there maybe now with Mahomes, but for yeah. the longest time, he was one of the most fun quarterbacks to watch. Just because they could be down by, like, 14 or 21 going into the fourth quarter and you're like, there's still a chance. Just ask the Cowboys fans about that. <laughs> or even Detroit. Remember Detroit? I think oh, it was Detroit <laughs> when he uh, launched the 60 yard uh, touchdown. Mm-hmm. Ah. Remember when Hail Mary Aaron was going crazy too? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Giants, Detroit, anybody could get it. Seattle. <laughs> I think Arizona got it too. Yeah. <laughs> I've always enjoyed watching him play. I really hope this is not the end for him because clearly you watched him last year. It seems like the passion, the fire is still back and it's, it still burns and he can still play. Might not be as quick as he used to be, but his brain is just a million times better than most of these quarterbacks. Like you can just see he's thinking at a complete different level. He sees things that I, I might argue that only Brady can see in this league. There's only two scary, really scary looks in the NFL. One when Tom Brady looks pissed off, and two when Aaron Rodgers smiles. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say when uh, Tom Brady puts his head down on the bench. <laughs> that walks. That walks with the pissed off one. <laughs> Atlanta though. <laughs> Atlanta getting Kyle Pitts with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. I like it, but let's see what happens with Julio. Fair. Julio is one of those people that I don't think will be moved either either though i don't think so either but they might be forced to move them which is for cap purposes yeah oh well time will tell i mean that also depends on the numbers that the nfl brings in next year and how the cap space is going to fluctuate again right because even though we're at 182.5 there's still a shot like they could jump up 18 million next year for sure what's your thoughts on the uh, amazon deal um it's a Another way for Amazon to monetize a market. Um, They're kind of striking that hold from the NFL network. I mean, I don't know if I should say the NFL network might be depleted sooner than later. Mm -hmm. Um, But just based on them saying, yeah, you know, Amazon, you can have the streaming rights to Thursday night games. Um, I believe Andrew Hawking's, has a show on there with Kay Adams and Chris Long already too. Yeah. Um, so I think it's slowly moving up to the Amazon partnership. Um, I'm okay with it as long as it comes to the players getting paid as they should, especially because, mm-hmm. you know, they've just added the extra game for the year. Which we were yeah. both against. Yeah. 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 I yeah. was for um, a shorter preseason, but I don't like the fact that, they're actually going to be like, oh, yeah, because we're going to take one preseason game and just change it into a yeah. regular season game. Like that kind of defeats the purpose. That's why I ask is because there was news today that the 
um, Fox deal has actually been restructured. So now the Amazon deal is kicking in now 2022 instead of 2023. 2023? Yeah, so it's 2022 now. So as of next year, not the not the coming year, the following year, Amazon steps in. Well, if they didn't have my dollars before, Amazon's going to have it now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just that quick, man. You just got a subscriber, guys. Um, yeah. So that's honestly how I feel in regards to that. Um, it's also going to be kind of cool to see what they do do as a concept for things that they come up with uh, potentially around the draft and Super Bowl. I wonder if they are going to have the dibs in the draft, especially now that we know the date for the draft for next year yeah. and the location, mm-hmm. uh, August 28th to uh, April 28th to April 30th in Las Vegas. Yeah. Sin City. The the NFL was going to get that money back from not being able to host a live draft in Las <laughs> Vegas last year. So they just did the double down. It's clear. Absolutely. Let's control the books too as yeah. well. <laughs> absolutely let's monetize the value while we still have it like people are coming back now people are going to want to go out in the world um why not hillstead in front of the bellagio and have people walk walk across a fountain <laughs> uh one thing that i'm going to point out too don't forget it's for amazon it will be the thursday games what falls on thursday each year thanksgiving american oh. thanksgiving so i'm curious to see how that goes as well Oh no, they're they're getting my money. <laughs> that's, that's that's a that's a bet. Uh, I don't think it's all three games that are on Fox on Thanksgiving. I could be wrong. I think one's usually on CBS or NBC. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. But still, I mean, one game on Amazon Thanksgiving prime time too. If that's the Cowboys, four o'clock game. Give me your money, Cowboys Eagles. I don't want to play. Listen, I've seen the Eagles play once on Thanksgiving. I was like, never again. And it was against <laughs> Detroit, and they got torched by Calvin Johnson and Matthew Stafford. Thanks a lot, Chip Kelly. Um, <laughs> Any other NFL news that you want to touch upon? Um, I think I jumped out. Anything that was no? I think we've covered everything as we can as a whole for the NFL. I just got one last thing. Options are being declined right now. Oh anyone, yes. Anyone that jumped out to you, I guess. I sent you the Edmonds one earlier. Edmonds was pretty shocking from the Steelers. Um, But I'm starting to look at these and I'm starting to also contemplate the, the free agents that still remain too, because there's still a lot of big names in the free agency market. Like Melvin Ingram is still a free agent. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though he was cut Casey Hayward free agent. There's a lot, there's a long list. So I think there's a greater plan to just, than to just, we're not picking up the fifth year options, but um, definitely the Edmonds pick from, from um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. What about you, bud? I'm going to keep an eye on that free agency going forward uh, this year. I'm saying Uh, Colts still need a left tackle. And there are a couple that I am keeping my eyes on. We'll say that. Mitchell Schwartz. Uh, actually, Eric, Eric Eric Fisher, Fisher. Sorry, that's who yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go Fisher on this one. Uh, there's Russell Okong too mm-hmm. as well. And the big news today was the Bears cut Charles Leno. Left. I did not even see that. Yeah, because they they traded up to take uh, Tevin Jenkins, right? And yes. planning on having Jenkins start at left tackle. So I'm starting to wonder now if 
maybe there's some familiarity there because I know the offensive lines coach for the Colts used to coach him in college. So I'm starting to wonder if maybe there's a little connection there and maybe that'll shore up that last position on the starting five up front and let's protect Carson a little bit better. Don't forget Alejandro Villanova too. Yeah. And he was rumored to be going to one team in Baltimore. Yeah, and it, it changed all of a sudden. There's something that happened, or I I don't know if it just never materialized into anything right. else. I know that the Steelers still want to bring him up, bring him back for uh, inter- because they have interest in him. But as do your Colts, um, apparently. So that's another name to add to that list. You still have Malik Hooker out there, and you still have Todd Gurley as well. There's some good free agents that. I should say there's some serviceable free agents that can really fill a need if you have one right now. Interesting name to note right now, and they haven't signed, but they've there's only one team associated with being interested in them. KJ Wright, linebacker from Seattle Seahawks. Well, who's rumored right now? Only the Seahawks. Only the Seahawks. Hmm. But um, you look at his team fits, which could be the Cowboys, Washington, Seattle. Dolphins or um, the cards even in division might be huge. I know the Colts were looking at Kerrigan. I don't know now with the draft plans, how that may have changed or not, but I know Kerrigan was definitely somebody that they're keeping tabs on. I expect a couple more cuts too in the next couple of days. I think there's going to be some guys getting let go because teams have drafted their replacements or basically a cheaper option. Also to keep an eye on, June 1st, big day. A lot of cuts. A lot of guys. Not only a lot of cuts, a lot of maybe restructuring of contracts, and maybe even some trades too in June. Don't be surprised if you see some guys who have some money owed to them now, but a little bit less later, they might get moved later, a la Julio Jones. What's your way too early player that might change teams, not before this season coming, but for the one after? If you could spit one off the dome. Uh, Zeke. Oh, wow. I think this is a big year for Zeke. If he doesn't put up the numbers, I know he just signed that contract, but if he doesn't put up the numbers that he basically is supposed to put up and projected to put up, I think he's on the hot seat next year. That's a really great pick. We also know that Zeke's productivity almost depends on Dak's productivity as well. Um, You saw how much that didn't translate there to Andy Dalton. I'm going to stay with you in the NFC East. This one actually hurts to say a little, but um, Fletcher Cox. Oh, yeah, the vet. Um, last year for him, it was six and a half sacks, I believe, and mm-hmm. a little bit of injury, but you know, Fletcher's been a consistent piece. But not just that, he counts for $23 million on the book next season. So I Ooh. look for the Eagles to possibly move him. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough that's a tough salary to swallow. Yeah. Yikes. I didn't think it was that big. Just Trust out me, of curiosity. My, my reaction was exactly as yours. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who gave him that contract? Howie? Definitely. He probably Definitely Howie. He backloaded that for sure. Well, Howie does that every year, and what he does is he'll he'll make it so your contract is backloaded, but at the end of I think there's whether there's a year or two left, he'll be like this. Play, this contract is void after such a date, so it doesn't matter once you've signed it. Like you're not getting paid after that date, anyways. 
Right. I'm looking at the list right now of potential free agents for next year, and there's some there's some interesting names out there. Hayden Hurst, Ertz, just from tight end position, for example. Um, yeah. Chris Godwin. Well, a lot of the receivers that signed this year only yeah. signed for one year. So yeah. those those ones like uh, Robinson too. Yeah. Alan Robinson's also a free agent next year. Devontae Adams. Uh, and to couple that with Devontae Adams' cryptic tweet today. Um, with the, with the uh, goat? Well, it's a ram, no, but... No, no, no. Because oh. he wrote... He he was the one who was like, got to appreciate what you have while you got it. Right after this Aaron Rodgers story came out about the receiver getting cut. Oh, okay. Oh, I misinterpreted that. I thought he was talking about AR. Uh-uh. And I was like... I thought, it was like, I thought he was saying like... Don't let the goat off the cliff. Like you don't let him jump, type of thing. But oh, that makes more sense now. <laughs> Tyron Matthews too is is up next year. Ooh. Nick Chubb. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. well, he's got he's gonna stay. They're gonna find a way to make him stay. Uh you know what though? Well, think about it because Odell might be gone. Let's just paint the picture. And I right. saw that video of Odell where he looks faster than he did like even three years ago. Right, but uh, you want to know what hurts his contract value is Kareem. Hey, that part too. But he's, what's Kareem's been, value on his contract right now? Because I'm sure they didn't sign him to anything expensive due to the situations that he's been in. Yeah, well, that's true too. Okay, so he makes... Wow, that's not as much as I expected. Right? <laughs> he makes... So he's on the books this year at a $5 million cap hit. Yeah. But he's only making 1.3. Yeah. So some of those are incentives and bonuses. Right. And then next year, he makes 1.3, but he's got a roster bonus of 4.9. So, yeah. They're, I don't know if Nick Chubb will be out of there, but they definitely have a team-friendly deal on um, Kareem Hunt. Oh, side note, Devontae Smith, Celtics fan. For now. Oh, no, they asked, him about it. they asked him about that specifically. Oh, okay, good. I was going to say. And he was like, I don't think I could ever change. It's like, support? Nah, but change? No. I thought he was going to be with, like, Kendall Jenner at, like, a Sixers game. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get, to, let's get to it. 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 <laughs> Yo, did he find his cheesesteak uh, place, by the way? I don't know, but I'm sure Jalen took him out, took care of that on Friday night. 100%. Plus some other stuff, too. I'm yeah, sure yeah, for sure. Activity. Listen, they've been they've been glued at the hip. I just I know I've seen Devontae doing his little press run now, but uh Jalen Rager and Jalen Hurts were kicking in earlier. I can't imagine Devontae Smith being too far behind. It's all smokescreen. All this talk of like them not liking the two quarterbacks, them and Tua and and Mac, we prefer it's all smokescreen. It's you know what? At the end of the day, those two guys knew that they were going in the top what? 12 for sure yeah. guaranteed at the end of the day the point is to get max draft stock up right max was the unknown right so and we'll uh, never know uh, that because you know mac was the one delivering the ball but Devonte was the heisman winner right exactly one last note yeah trey lance there were a lot of reports that everybody was wondering what happened with san francisco why did they have to trade up so high it finally came out San Francisco said that Trey Lance was their guy from the get-go. 
and they knew that they had to get as high as possible because they were worried that either Carolina or Denver was coming for them. Come up for it, <clears throat> yeah. which makes sense. And then all the pandemonium started from Carolina taking J.C. Horn. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but apparently if, if Trey Lance was there, he was going to Carolina. That would have been crazy. Yeah. That would have yeah, been yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. So it was all smoke, and which we kind of alluded to this. Mac Jones, I don't know if, if he was really in the running or not. Um, I think they liked him more than Justin Fields. But at the end of the day, Trey Lance was their number one choice. And Just, Yeah. But, well, based on Matt Ryan and um, Kyle's production with uh, Kirk in um, Washington back in the day, I don't necessarily put Mac Jones out of the thought process of Kyle Shanahan. But I also don't think Kyle is like going to risk. Like Kyle understands that the game is evolving, and I don't think I think he knows as much as he may prefer a pocket passing quarterback like that. Like having the upside of what Trey Lance can bring you is a whole different set, especially in a division now with you know Stafford, Russ, and Kyler Murray. Listen, yeah. At the end of the day, you have to do your due diligence. You have to check in on every single quarterback prospect that could be available to you, especially at three, 100%. and make your you know make your decision. But just judging by the video that was released, you could tell that he really wanted Lance. And at the end of the day, they got their pick. And apparently, the owner only found out on Wednesday night who they were going with. So it was kept pretty close to the chest. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, I guess. I mean, he's kind of mentioned it before, but I guess he really admires Bill. And I guess he kind of said, what would Bill do if I was in, if he was in the same case as, as I was? And that's don't show your hand until the end, end, end. That's so, it, man. All right. Them. Mm. Um, I did just get an interesting text. Miami native and former NFL star Chad Johnson will be fighting in an exhibition bout against a to-be-determined celebrity athlete on the undercard of Floyd Mayweather-Logan Paul exhibition June 6th at Hard Rock Stadium. Now, I have one real question and it has nothing to do with, well, one, why is Ocho Cinco doing this? And two, why is <laughs> why is Floyd fighting Logan and not Jake Paul? <laughs> because, okay, from my understanding, A, Lo- Logan's a bigger draw. He's the older how? brother. What, how? Yeah. Um Fan support, just purely fan. Because Logan Logan's the, fought less. Sorry, Logan's right, Logan, the one who fought less. Right, but Logan, Logan's the older brother. He's the one that started the whole YouTube thing. Okay. Um, plus, after that, Logan was the guy who started the celebrity boxing thing. So Got for it. so this is it's kind of like the uh, the brainchild, <laughs> I guess you would say. Absolutely, I agree with you. The other brother is definitely the better boxer of the two. Apparently, Logan's a better wrestler, though. He wrestled in college or something like that. I don't know. The point is, I'm not going to watch it. Is that's kind of what I'm getting at here? Okay, that we're we're both in agreement because we're not going to watch it because this is just. I don't think Floyd should be doing this. Listen, I have got my speculations allegedly um, that Floyd might be in some cash problems. So I'm starting to wonder if this is just a quick payday for him. I mean, Floyd can go in there, maybe train what once or twice before that belt of that belt half speed. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of go in there and just train a little bit, you know, hit the pads and then walk right in there. And I would imagine that by round four, after he's down, after he's done toying with them, he would probably knock him out. 
<laughs> Listen, I don't. I'm not mad at anybody getting their money, especially knowing that Triller pays their athletes and fighters fairly well. Right. This is a legacy tarnishing thing to me, though. Everybody bought into the idea that Conor McGregor could knock him out. There was a seed of doubt that maybe, maybe Conor could knock him out. And maybe that Connor could catch him with the left. What we found out through that, and I was already saying this before the fight even happened, was Floyd's going in there to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. So he just stood back, played D, downloaded his patterns, and then once he felt it was the time, that's when he would come out. That's when he came out and started swinging. The way I'm seeing this is it's going to be a similar situation. The only thing that's a little different is Connor kind of took a little more personally. Mm-hmm. While this one, I mean, let's be honest. We talked about this. The guy's not a boxer. He's just, like yeah. you said, there's no, there's no record. I think he goes in this and I think he's going to dance around. He's going to try to make it fun. You might see Logan catch him, which you know, as well as I will, that he's not going to be it's caught. It's going to mean nothing. And then... <laughs> He's either going to pepper him or he's going to put him on his ass. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to tell you what we've been knowing since Floyd Mayweather started boxing. And that's Floyd's not going to lose this fight. Floyd takes the fights that he wants to fight. We saw that he took Pacquiao as soon as Pacquiao got knocked out. And then he was like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. He took a young Canelo. Yeah. Floyd's not going to lose this fight. I'm not investing in this. This is not worth my money. I didn't even invest in the Tyson fight because I didn't want to watch the two uncles fighting at the cookout. <laughs> exactly. And you know, let's be clear here. This is an exhibition fight. So this doesn't even count against his record. Right. So, so um, 52-0. Yeah. There could be more interesting fights. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Logan. You know, like the Pauls or not, they've revived boxing. They have put boxing back on the map. I was so ready to hate on Logan Paul. And then he started talking that um, about how Triller pays their athletes and Dana White doesn't. And then I was like, I can't even be angry at you because you're going for the, like the stance that I like where pay your people. Oh, no, for sure. Um, Personally, I just feel that they're doing wonders for boxing right now. Everybody wants a piece of them. mm -hmm. They're hated, uh, especially Jake. Especially Jake. Um, but eventually Jake is going to have to fight a boxer. Well, that's not true. I wouldn't say that. But if he really wants to cement his legacy, he's eventually going to fight a boxer. We'll say that. He can't fight a retired UFC fighter and then cry like he won a championship belt because I was like, it's yeah. a UFC fighter. It's a different realm, a different game. You know, it's not the same equivalent. That's why I wasn't as impressed with the Ben Eskren win. But yeah, I mean, you could see it. Eskren was out of shape. Askren was a wrestler. Yeah. And I mean, he was an outstanding wrestler, but he was never a knockout artist. Like, I don't see the guy going up against Israel Adesanya. Or, oh, you're like, you might get, see him go up against those guys. He might get Cormier, but even that wouldn't be as impressive. Like, I, yeah. I mean, the one thing about Cormier, though, is Cormier would at least try to make it a little interesting. The, the problem, too, is that he keeps fighting these guys that are not Ben, but he fought. Uh, Robinson, who was completely smaller than him, like let's let's see let's see somebody who's maybe your weight or maybe even a little bit bigger. Nate also ran towards him with his hands down and his chin out, so that's always going to help you win a fight. 
Yeah. And you're going and you're talking about a guy who probably trained maybe, maybe what two months, three months, not even what versus a guy who allegedly trains every single day, you know, and he's got the money to work with um, well-known coaches. Right. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. One guy who is advocating and he's not very well known, uh, at least in North America, but I'd love to see him fight is, is Tommy Fury. That's Tyson Fury's stepbrother. Who's who's around the same age as Jake. Um, He's a huge star in England, especially because of, um, I think it's a reality show that he, that he was on. Can't remember which one it is, but this guy is five and oh, and he's actually fought real boxers. And he's like, mm-hmm. let's do it. And Jake, that's going to be hard. Jake didn't even respond to him. So that's we'll going to be hard. Is. That's going to be hard. If he does that, I don't think it will. Dylan Dennis is another guy too, that I could see fighting him. I think that's going to happen. Dylan Dennis was actually offered the fight allegedly, uh, according to Dennis's camp, but Dennis was injured and he was recovering from a knee surgery. So, all right. Hey, catch your fate time. Yes. Let's do it quick. Okay. Uh, first one, very interesting. So a lot of rookie quarterbacks went in the first round over three and a half rookie quarterbacks starting week one, catch or fade. Fade. I think the under is actually going to take that. Um, I can't, there's a certain list of quarterbacks that I just can't see getting on the field. Chicago's probably going to be an over, uh, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence is definitely going to be out there. Zach Wilson's going to be over there. I don't know about Trey Lance because we still don't know what's happening with Jimmy G. Even, right. Like we're trying to depict smoke screen still. So until we have clarity, we don't know. So I think Jimmy G will still be the starter this year, mm-hmm. um, especially for week one. And the only other one is Andy Dalton. And that could go either way. Um uh, <laughs> Exactly. So no, I'm gonna go. So with no Mac, him. you're not going with Mac. Jones. I'm not going with Mac. No. I think Cam beats him out. Okay. Uh, yeah. So for me, it's a fade. What do you got? I'm gonna go catch. Okay. And I'm gonna say it's four, just Ooh. over. I'm going Lawrence. I'm going Zach Wilson. I'm gonna say that Justin Fields beats out Andy Dalton. Andy Reed. Uh, Dalton. Sorry. Yep. And the big surprising quarterback that's gonna start. I'm gonna go with Davis Mills. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. No, I still no, I stand by it. You stand by, stand it? by it. Yeah, I think Tyrod's got it. Yeah, I think it's another quarterback <laughs> beats him out. Oh, no, <laughs> no, I'm gonna go Davis Mills on this one. I, it's my long shot. I'm gonna go with the over on this one. All right, this one's a fun one. I know you were the one that pointed this out. Patrick Sertain, the PS2 necklace. Is it a catch or is it a fade? It's a catch. That's the hardest intro of a necklace flip on play on words with your initials of ps2 that i've ever seen and to do it like that that's just swaggy yeah a catch i loved it too i thought it was awesome it's kind of unique be so sick if you can get them on the cleats at least for for um yeah pregame uh catch for me as well on this one all right and finally dj khaled we the best (laughs) khaled khaled album review Catch or fade? Um, this might be one of the ones where I'm tangled up with the defender just because I don't know where to pick. There were some songs that were actually pretty good on it. Um, I obviously the Hove Nos joint was good. Um, there were a lot of flips of flips of this as we found. I don't know where I want to rank this right now. There was a couple like some of the little baby joints were good too. Um, the Cardi joint was good. Mm-hmm. 
I might give it a fade though, just because I don't know about how many of these songs I'm actually going to go back to for hearing. Great, decent yeah. album. Just you know, there was a lot of music that I had to compete with too. So I'm going to go fade on this one. I just thought it was the repeating. He's just repeating the same formula over and over again. I've I've heard the same songs from four or five years ago. Same guy says his name all the time. Like you, there are some good songs, but then there's some songs that I just couldn't really vibe to as much. How many are going to stick? Probably not many that are going to be, you know, I'm going to remember and be like, yeah, that was from that album. Right. Uh, I'm going to go fade on this one. Plus the other thing that doesn't yeah, help him is even even his um his Drake features, like they've been out for the year. So it's not like there's much of a surprise there. No, and I didn't find they were that strong either, so... I don't mind Popstar. I'd like to be out and hear Popstar somewhere. I liked Popstar, but the other one I wasn't big on was Grease or whatever it was. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that one. Wrap it up. Let's do it. All right, guys. So on behalf of Two Point Culture, we out. Peace.